And that's where hope is, you know. So we need to feed the soul. We need to, exactly. to actually have that spiritual happiness. Understanding that the body is so temporary and it's it's not going to last very long. And it can, like the, the man who had a bicycle accident and now his whole life has, has changed completely. Yeah. So there's really no hope <laughs> for the body. Materially. There's really no hope. <laughs> For the material utopia. But there's eternal hope for each individual person to have love, to have, you know, a relationship that will not end when the body ends, that will take us through this temporary journey in this physical form, you know, and carry us beyond that. Hey there, welcome to the Breaking Trail podcast. My name is Ruben and I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. The other person is Balakia that you heard speak in the beginning. We, uh, If you have followed us on social media, you've seen that we have a lot of focus. We've had a lot of focus on death and leaving this world in, in the latest weeks, it seems. Uh, so now we wanted to balance out by giving you releasing an episode we recorded just a month or two ago about that there is hope there is real hope for you the spirit soul regardless what happens and later today we're gonna speak we have a live stream about death of a loved one so in those circumstances in particular but any it's so important to remember this so i hope that this podcast you know, will be inspiring to you and that you can share it to anyone that you feel would need to hear some inspiring words and warming words. This is episode number 48. Yeah, like I said, Balakia, I wanted to talk about hope today. There is a song that we just made. You know, we just had this small little concert tour for uh, nursing homes and uh, me and Lynn, me and my wife and her twin sister and uh, one of the songs that we actually made before, right before the first concert, and I guess this was in, we made the song actually half an hour maybe. <laughs> Our friend Lakshman, he, oh. yeah, he, he had a melody that he he was playing on the piano like from before, but or some part of it at least. So, and then he started playing that, and some text just appeared in my mind, and and uh, and then he, you know, we found some more text and. So the text just appeared in a, in a minute or so, and so we played that song. It's a Swedish song, and because we, we wanted some more recognizable songs for these nursing homes, not just in English or whatever we have, you know. But something. It was that, in Swedish. It was in Swedish, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they in a Norwegian nursing home. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's you know it's similar, and some we have some Swedish people actually reacting to that as well. Like they were very very happy that they heard a Swedish song. <laughs> So yeah, but the um, and that song anyway is called "There's Hope" and and that's you know we had uh, I don't know just had really interesting experiences with people that really appreciated that song and our concerts and you know we are also not just playing music music but also adding mantras into the music so so it's really something special and I just wanted to. 
maybe today share some few a few stories and talk about how there's actually hope because that's the feeling that I brought with like that I was I don't know touched with after I saw these people and their reaction I was really touched with with you know that feeling and 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 thankfulness of being able to share hope to these people and nice, so nice yeah so it's very yeah so yeah tell us tell us about it i'm, I'm interested <laughs> i yeah i um i can tell you one maybe we could <laughs> there was one because i spoke about the swedish guy so the, the swedish people there was one there was one swedish person who uh, who um who was at one of the nursing homes and he was maybe in his 50s quite young for being in a nursing home you know yeah but and uh, but i saw that he was maybe not really there like he was kind of spacing out a bit and and i heard that he was swedish so i started talking to him and and uh, this was before the concert and and he he said how he had been in a accident uh on his bicycle he didn't wear his helmet you know one he usually always wears his helmet and then one day he decided not to wear his helmet for some reason or other he didn't understand why he would do that but so he got hit by a car and he hit his head you know to the degree that he was now in a nursing home being taken care of and was because he had he had to have a major brain uh, surgery and so he was kind of slightly damaged in a way you know wow and then so we so we my the song that i that i was referring to the swedish song there's hope this was a bit later in the concert but already after the f- first and second song on on the concert uh he, he he left he had to leave the concert and and I was told after the concert, so he didn't get to hear the Swedish song. And I recorded it for him. I sent it to him. I wanted him to hear that and, and you know, to inspire him, to help him see that there is hope. And, and um, but I was told the reason that he left was that it was all too emotional for him. Like he couldn't deal with all these. He had, he had kind of shut down his emotions. He, he didn't want to deal with all the things. It was touching him too much what what he heard and the concert wow. so we yeah he left and well but that's yeah yeah you know one of the one of the in this song the the the, the chorus is in english like this like a flame is lit in me you wake me up to life again a faith i've never had before no, a, fa- a faith I've never felt before, a hope I've never had. That is the. So yeah, mm. just yeah. So I guess just I don't know. I, I wanted to speak about where hope is to be found, how we can give people hope in this difficult time, and inspire everyone who's listening to this out there, and that really there is hope if you look into. If you look in the right direction, if you know what you do with what you should do should be doing with your life, and if you know in which which direction hope is, then really there is real hope, not just temporary relief hope, like oh it's gonna get better, or oh you know the war will soon be over and everything will be good again, and <laughs> you know just empty hope. But yeah. there is real hope somewhere, you know. Yeah, there's that saying which I really never have fully understood, but that's hope against hope. 
You ever heard that? I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I've heard it my whole life. You know, and one time a, a person asked me, "What does that really mean?" <laughs> because it's it's often used, and I really couldn't answer. Because hope against hope. In other words, I guess there's, it seems like there's no hope, but you hope that there's real hope. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you hope. See, so yeah. there's really no hope. So everything you have is just an empty hope for the hope. <laughs> yeah. I see. Something, I don't know. But anyway, the point is, I guess, that everybody's hoping that things will get better, like you said. Yeah. And, and that means, you know, all the problems and difficulties that we have now, maybe not go away, but get better. Yeah. Or, and it all comes back to, I'll be more happy. You know, so really, you know, happiness in the world as we know it is, it's not real happiness. It's not positive happiness. It's like negation of the negative. Mm. You know, if I can get rid of all the negatives, then I'll be happy. And and as time goes on in our modern society, the negatives just keep increasing. Yeah. You know, it, it used to be just some, you know, maybe it's a health negative. You know, my health is bad or, you know, my relationship is bad or, you know, my financial situation is not good or, you know, but... Now, it's like those are minor <laughs> compared to compared to what it uh, it used to be. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's all in there now. Yeah, it's just disappeared. <laughs> Haribo, where have you been? <laughs> I, I put some fire on the fireplace. <laughs> put put some wood on the fireplace. <laughs> just, well, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just uh, I just saw a funny thing. Well, funny thing, inspiring thing, and hopeful thing. My cousin Autumn, he's in the wheelchair. I, I guess I've mentioned him before. Uh, kind of wheelchair adventurer and he's taking part of let's dance in sweden now and he's one of the like there are only five pairs dancing left and he's still he's one of the one of the pairs that are still in the competition wow very inspiring and he's really good <laughs> i mean does he get out of his wheelchair to dance no 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 he's in his wheelchair dancing yeah Oh, <laughs> you should you should you should watch some clips. And anyway, it's just advertising breaks all the time. You know, you, you watch over ten minutes and there are ads, and then ten minutes more ads. So it's, this Whoa. was the first break. But anyway, that's inspiring and hopeful. You were saying, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that you know, there's so much difficulty now in the world. I mean, in any area that you look. That as far as a comfortable material situation, it seems like there's no hope. Yeah. And the, the people who seemingly have a, the bigger picture on the future, I mean, it's not a bright picture. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a very dismal outlook. So, if you're looking for a material bright light somewhere, you know it. it 
doesn't look like it's going to be there. And from our Vedic scriptures, as we know, this is Kali Yuga, and Kali Yuga is by design that time period that things get darker, get worse, you know, more difficult, you know, on all levels of material life. Yeah. And that's that's a a guarantee. I mean, you know, there's there might be periods of seeming like, oh, it's getting better. But, you know, it's like in winter. There's days when the sun's out and it gets warm and it looks like, oh, wow, things are yeah. really nice. But it's just <laughs> very temporary. And then the reality of winter comes back with the storms and the drop in temperatures and, and whatever. Yeah. So Kali Yuga is it's like that by design. I mean, and... We, mankind, is not going to change that. I mean, that's beyond our control. As hard as we, as hard as we try to change the weather and change, you know, put, our, put, put particles in the air so that the greenhouse effect will be less. I mean, crazy stuff. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Or, you know, develop AI and all the other things we might envision will change things. Yeah. But it won't. Because what happens in Kali Yuga is the consciousness degrades. You know, that, that's really what happens. You know, the, the consciousness degrades, and then as a result of that, you know, things are affected in a negative way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, our spiritual master, Bhaktivedanta Swami, has you know, made reference in, in some of his purports in Srimad Bhagavatam or whatever, that, you know, if the consciousness of people could be elevated, then the whole concept of the Kali Yuga decline could be reversed, could be overchanged. Wow. I mean, could be overcome, could be changed. Mm -hmm. So that's where real hope is. You know, is in in a revival of consciousness, mm -hmm. and that's the whole message for life, really. I mean, hope is in a spiritual revival of consciousness, mm -hmm. and that's the process of bhakti yoga that that makes it so any individual can take that process and sincerely apply it. And that revival will occur. Hmm. And as we all know, I mean, we're not going to stay in this body very long anyway. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> such a temporary stopover. And when you're older, like you were in the old age homes. Yeah. Well, in general, people there are in elderly bodies. I mean, this 50-year-old man, that's... An exception in 50 years is not 10 years or 20 years old. Mm. You know, that's some advanced age, too. And so they look at their future, and they know there's, there's, what, there's what is the hope here. I'm, I'm getting older every day. My body's, you know, getting more and more debilitated, and I'm going to be gone soon. Yeah. So... 
even if outside the old age home everything is really good, you know, for those individuals, it's almost done, you know. The journey's about to end. And every day in those homes, somebody, maybe not every day, but, you know, certainly frequently, somebody does leave their body. I, you know, for them, the journey's over. We, we had one place that said when we had a concert that the night before, two, two people left their body just during the night, you know, so they missed out on our concert just... And could be, could be, could could have been anyone. Like could have been any one of these guys. Yeah. So, in other words, there's no bright future, materially speaking, for for one who reaches those advanced ages. You know, my mom used to always say when she got older, she would say, "You know, I'm living on borrowed time." Mm. <laughs> you know, it's 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 obvious that you know my time is really over. And I'm just living, you know, a few more days or years or whatever, like as a bonus kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so if if we're trying to find some hope in a material situation or solution, really, it's it's a hopeless endeavor. <laughs> and, and and it's really the, that hope is the the what they love this. These elder homes, these nursing homes, what they love is old songs to remind them of their youthful years when they were young and refreshing and their body was healthy yeah. and strong and <laughs> they just And they had good times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, oh I remember when we, <laughs> you know, did this or went to the parties or the dances or But maybe that's you know, the Yeah. The love affairs and I mean that's what really sticks, you know. It's 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 kind of like look longing back to the years when they when they felt that there was really hope when you know the, the hope for the hope. You, yeah. The, you live in you know such like, a bright future. Yeah. You know, we, life was exciting, and we we had a song, you know, that it's called the dance towards. Uh, towards spring very you know i'm in my youthful body i'm young and i'm fresh and i'm dancing to spring and and we we were dancing during that song and everyone loved it <laughs> you know they were like brought them back to their youthful years <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great because that's that's the nature of the soul isn't it to be eternally youthful yeah exactly i mean that's that's reality the soul is eternally youthful and therefore, there's eternal hope, you know. There's another saying, hope burns eternal. Yeah. But not material hope, see. So hope, because the soul is eternal and eternally youthful and eternally vibrant and, and joyful, etc., even in the worst situations, you know, we try to find some hope. Hope burns eternal, you know. Yeah. But that's why we need to know who we are, really. I mean, we've talked about that a lot over many podcasts. And that's where hope is. I, the spirit soul, have a hopeful future. Life is not hopeless, you know. And we can go forward in that direction if we choose to. 
And that, that, that is one thing I reflected on playing for these, these, these people that it's so obvious that they're the same. They have the same desires, the same inner world, like me or any young person. It's just that they're more, uh, it's kind of like going back to the child stage. They're more limited in their ability to express themselves or to fulfill their desires. But you see that the same driving force is there. It's just that they have, you know, their equipment is getting older, but the same youthful spirit soul is there. So that's... Exactly. Yeah. But unfortunately, we aren't taught who we really are. You know? yeah. And that reminded me of something as you were just saying that about old people. But I remember, you know, in 1967, 68, somewhere in there. You know, I was young and I was feeling good and living the life, you know, and living in Hawaii and, you know, totally healthy and surfing every day and, you know, had many friends. And so there was one, there was a, a kind of like a small group of us that were all kind of friends, you know. We knew each other from different things, not all surfers, but, you know, guys, girls, and so on. And one girl in this group was hunchback, and she was very short, oh. very thin, and very big hunchback. Wow. You know, so she, when she walked, I mean, you can envision, she walked, you know, uh-huh. as they do, and, you know, she had an attractive face, but her body was very distorted from birth. Oh. Of mm. And I always looked at her from my perspective of, you know, young, vibrant, healthy, you know, whatever, as somehow she didn't have the same feelings that I have or she didn't have the same desires that I have. I mean, she was different somehow Mm -hmm. in her inside. Mm -hmm. But then there was an occasion where it became obvious to me that she wanted the same thing that I wanted. She wanted a boyfriend. Of course, she didn't have one, you know, but she wanted a boyfriend, she wanted love, she wanted people to, you know, to treat her just like, you know, she's normal and et cetera, et cetera, and be happy. Yeah. You know, and, and it just was a stark awakening for me. That that moment when I realized that, I'll never forget it. It's like, right. wow, she's no different than I am. Wow. You know? And uh, it's true. I mean, we're all spirit souls and we all want the same thing happiness love you know affection relationships you know people like us we like them etc i mean that's eternal that's never going to be different than that just uh, just like this you know there was one person he used to who came to the there was one person who came to the to the concert and he was very debilitated in his body like he couldn't move he couldn't he was almost paralyzed so his head was lying towards a, like a a, re- a headrest on the chair and he was lying back like this and they drove him into the concert and and during the whole concert he he had his mouth open somehow you know and because he couldn't really control his face and his, everything but but the, the the lady who took care of him he was crying the whole concert 
And the lady who took care of him, who drove him to the concert, she started crying because she saw how emotionally, you know, affected he was by, by the concert. And wow. so it just, you, you made me think about that when you said you're a friend as well. I mean, you, you see this person, it's okay, so this is his body, but inside he's the same. He has the same, like you said, you know, desire for love and for happiness and for all these things, just like... <laughs> just, yeah. 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 And that's where hope is, you know. So we need to feed the soul. We need to exactly. to actually have that spiritual happiness. Understanding that the body is so temporary and it's it's not gonna last very long. And it can like the, the man who had a bicycle accident and now his whole life has has changed completely, or this person you just referred to in the wheelchair that yeah. You know, whatever happened to him can happen to anybody, you know? Yeah. And like, or the COVID, you know, that's affected the lives of so many people so dramatically, you know, and and it can happen anytime, anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. So there's really no hope <laughs> for the body. Material. There's really no hope <laughs> for the material utopia. But there's eternal hope for each individual person to have love, to have, you know, a relationship that will not end when the body ends, that will take us through this temporary journey in this physical form, you know, and carry us beyond that. Mm. And that's, again, the message that every true teacher has passed to us, you know. I mean, whether it's Lord Jesus or Lord Krishna or <clears throat> any of the great masters, the message is the same, you know. And it, it, it's never going to be different than that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read, if, if, if that's okay, purport in Srimad Bhagavatam, they're just... <laughs> On the topic, as always, you know, I find little quotes and little inspirations here and there. So I thought, yeah, that's, is... that's your position on the podcast. <laughs> 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 that, that's wonderful. Very happy to do that. Uh, so Bhaktivedanta Swami writes in purport to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 10, Text 43, to give hope to such foolish conditioned souls who waste their energy in this temporary material world, the Lord gives information that there is another nature which is eternally existent, without being occasionally created or destroyed, and the conditioned soul can understand what he should and what he should do and how his valuable energy may be utilized. Yeah. The Lord gives hope. Yes to the conditioned soul. And and if somebody may not understand what it means, conditioned soul. I was soul, thinking, yeah. Hmm. You know, the soul is eternal, but when the soul comes in the material world, it becomes conditioned by the modes of material nature. And therefore, you know, it's not our pure understanding, our pure vision, our pure nature that's exhibited, but it's conditioned by these modes of nature. 
you know, and so we come up with all this, you know, perverted understanding of life. I am the body, for instance. That's a material conditioning, you know, or there's hope in this world, or I can be happy here, or that's a material condition. It's not true, you know. You've just been, and so the you, 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 the conditioned soul needs to know the truth to get out of that illusion. Hmm. So Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada refers, and and also the Lord, when in, in the various speakers of these truths, refers to conditioned souls, and we are those conditioned souls. But the conditioning is temporary and it can be removed. I mean, we know it in society. We're conditioned to think. We hear that, don't we? We're conditioned to think that whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're affected, we're, we're shaped to think or we're affected or we're influenced to, right? Yeah. Yeah. The advertisers, they're experts. That's our whole <laughs> agenda is to condition us to think that we can be happy by buying this product or eating this food or going to this exotic island or, yeah. you know, being successful in one way or another. That's a conditioned state. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity to... to Remove the conditioning is given by the Lord, just like you read. Can you read that one Mm. more time? To give hope to such foolish conditioned souls who waste their energy in this temporary material world, the Lord gives information that there is another nature which is eternally existent without being occasionally created or destroyed. And the conditioned soul can understand what what he should do and how his valuable energy may be utilized. Yeah. The Lord gives that information. Mm. And that Srimad Bhagavatam is full of that information. Or Srimad Bhagavad Gita, or, you know, these scriptures, that's that's the content. That's that's what they contain for the conditioned souls. And and one of the obstacles of... (laughs) Getting to that is the first sentence, meaning we might have to give up our false hopes that we are doing fine and this world is our home and the world is a place where we can find hope. You know, he says, we waste, yeah. our, we waste our energy in this temporary material world. We're running around, we're, yeah. so we have to, it's not that we are, you know, want to point finger at someone, but we have to look into ourselves, like, am I really doing the best for me or... Am I really? Yeah. And the first three, the foolish conditioned souls. Yeah. You know, we're so foolish, you know, but fools are easily fooled. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, we're victimized. We're just so foolish that we believe anything and everything that comes down the pipe except the truth. And the, <laughs> that we throw away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't believe that. Here's the truth. Oh, I don't, no, no, I don't believe that. But here's absolute nonsense. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
that that's foolish, isn't it? Totally. So why be foolish when we can be smart? Yeah. And and a smart person is smart because they accept the truth. Not because they got big degrees and you know, have a lot of book knowledge on all kinds of different areas of material, you know, existence. That's not a smart person. You know, wisdom comes from truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, and 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 the another 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 idea is that. Which which is brought up by by Bhaktivedanta Swami in a purport in in uh, Bhagavad Gita is that he this is chapter four text ten he says that some people are too materially attached and therefore do not give attention to spiritual life some of them want to merge into the supreme spiritual cause and some of them and this is I guess the, the idea that I wanted to bring up some of them disbelieve in everything being angry at all sorts of spiritual speculation out of hopelessness so out of hopelessness yeah. you're angry at all sorts of spiritual speculation yeah that's that's unfortunate <laughs> but that's the reality mm. you know the the spiritual interest we had a lecture saturday we're speaking to a russian audience and that was kind of the the concept we have no spiritual interest like why don't we have spiritual interest uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know? mm -hmm. but we don't i mean you know are you interested in no i'm not interested you know <laughs> oh we have some spiritual programs i'm not interested you know or if you <laughs> if you give them you know opportunity oh would you like to come to a a meeting on yoga, you know, one of the common questions that they will come up with, it's not spiritual, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, well, <laughs> you know, oh, no, no, okay, I'll come. But you say, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about, no, no, I'm not interested. You know, just that word makes it so people run away. So what they're doing is guaranteeing a hopeless situation for themselves. They're demanding that they allow they be allowed to remain in a hopeless situation. Yeah. Which is again this that's everybody's choice, but it's it's unfortunate choice. Yeah. Certainly a bad choice. Yeah. yeah, but that's your that's your protection. Yeah, you just you just because you don't want to face the reality of your hopelessness, so instead you just <laughs> yeah. Or there's another common rate: false hope. It's a false hope. They have hope, but it's false. You know, oh, I hope things will get better. I I hope my investment will turn out. Oh, I just you know, invested heavily in cryptocurrency. I hope. <laughs> <sighs> I hope things will go the way I want them to go, you know. 
you know, I hope the war will be over soon. I hope, 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 you know. So hope burns eternal, but the false hope doesn't help us. So just for <laughs> what is hope then? What is real hope? Kind of looking back to what we're speaking about, what what is real hope then? What is, <laughs> where do we turn? <laughs> well, hope is, is the, the desire of the soul for a better life. Hmm. Uh, you know, a, a more fulfilling life, a, a, a life of more happiness and satisfaction. I mean, really, if you look at all the things people hope for, it's to have a better life. Hmm. You know, very few people, I guess some perverted people could, you know, take it the other way, but very few people hope that things will get worse. <laughs> I hope, you know, I'll get sick. I hope... I lose all my money. I hope my relationship, you know, gets so bad I can't stand it. I hope. Very few people have that kind of hope because that's not a better life. That's, you know, a more uncomfortable, more disturbed, more lack of happiness life. And that's not what we want because, again, the nature is the soul to be happy, to be satisfied. You know, so we're hoping for an increased level of pleasure in life. Because that's what we see as better. That's what we see as a better life. <sighs> well, increased pleasure is a better life. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming from a material source, then it's not a better life. Right. Yeah. And often, you know, a real boon materially for, for uh, our spiritual well-being is a negative. Because, you know, I'm now thinking, well, everything's okay. Everything's great. I don't need to look for anything beyond this. I'm really experiencing a wonderful time right now. And so that's, of course, temporary, and it's not true happiness or true pleasure, but it can be a very big obstacle, you know. I remember, you know, on several occasions, you know, I see somebody. I remember one guy, I, I, he was a friend of mine. We did a few things together in, in Crested Butte, Colorado, and he was a big outdoor guy, skier guy. But he, he was, you know, single guy, didn't have, you know, any girlfriends or that kind of thing and mm. but he was he was you know just finding his high quote happiness in in his mountain pursuits and he was a little bit interested in in spiritual life meditation I, he came to some classes and you know i could talk to him a little bit about these kind of things and then one day i saw him and andy how you doing he said oh man things are great i got a new girlfriend you know, and I went, oh, man. <laughs> because, and, and it happened as I, as I foresaw, he lost interest in anything other than the girl, oh. you know. His interest in meditation and, you know, chanting and all the things that he wasn't really interested, but he was kind of, you know, 
dabbling a little bit, had a little bit of attraction and so on. It just evaporated immediately. Because <laughs> now all he needed to do was spend his whole life in this new world of love. He, 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 he found his hope somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And then the this, this story continues that he got really involved with her. And then another time, you know, I, I kind of didn't see him so much. And then a, another time I saw him and I said, oh, Andy, how you doing? He said, oh, great, man. He said, I'm moving to New York. I said, what? You're moving to New York? I mean, he was the opposite of the person who would want to go to New York. All right. You know? Uh-huh. Mountain guy, small town, every day, you know, oh, living the life in nature and uh -huh. that kind of guy, simple guy, you know. And now you're going to move to New York, which is the opposite of all that. And he said, I said, why are you moving to New York? <laughs> and he said, oh, well, my girlfriend is going to go to school there. And so I'm going there with her. And I went, okay. I understand, you know. So she took him right away from, you know, his nature. You know, he was naturally that kind of guy. And I don't know what happened after that. I never heard from him again. But I'm sure his he didn't have such a great time in New York City. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know. So, but the point is that <laughs> sometimes our good material boon is actually not good. You know? I mean, I've read accounts of, of studies that have been done on people who won the lottery. And almost without exception, they said they wish they'd have never won it. Mm. It ruined their life. You know, because all of a sudden, You know, they got all this wealth, but they also got all the problems that come with wealth. And, you know, people coming out of the woodwork, wanting them to help them financially. And, you know, relationships got destroyed and whatever, whatever, whatever. And, and so they said I, it was much better before. Mm. You know? <laughs> and so... You gotta be that's how it is you gotta be careful what you wish for then <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> that's yeah, another that's right <laughs> that's exactly right because if you don't know what's good for you then you don't know what to wish for exactly you know? exactly and it's it's true that the lord you know fulfills our desires if that's what you really want then that's what you're going to get You know, I was told that early on when I first came to this this bhakti yoga teaching that be careful what you wish for because if you really want it, you're going to get it, you know. And what's good for us materially oftentimes is not good for us spiritually. And what's good for us spiritually may well not be good for us materially. You know, so... You got to see what's really good for me, the spirit soul, not what's good for my body, what's good for my senses, what's good for my false ego, what's good for, you know, my my self-aggrandizement and whatever. Mm. You know. Oh, that's not me. No. And it's like we read in Bhagavad Gita recently on our study in the 18th chapter. 
you know, it starts out like nectar, but ends like poison, you know. So that's all education. It's all education. Yeah. You know, we're either educated in life or we're not. Yeah. You know? And if we're educated in real life and understanding, then our life will be good and it'll be full of hope. And if we're not educated in real life, then, you know, the future is not going to be good at all. Yeah. And it's not... And another thing that we always mention, we often mention, and, and this is, you know, just that it's a, it's not all or nothing. It's even one verse in the Bhagavad Gita. I think it's maybe the most famous one in terms of hope, you could say, is that chapter 2, text 40, that in this endeavor there is no loss or diminution. And a, just a little advancement, or says, and a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear. Yeah. So it's Yeah, that's that's a very important point that you just brought up. It's not all or nothing. And that's maybe what people hear when they hear us speaking. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you know. Which is which is a danger always. I mean, because we say what yeah. we say. We say we we try to share the truth, but it's not you don't have to accept everything or follow everything to, you know, for you to have a benefit from it. And just like you just read a little endeavor on this path yeah. can save one from the greatest fear. You know. And you know what the greatest fear is? Well, time is almost up, but you know what the greatest fear is? Fear of death? No. The greatest fear for the soul is losing the human form of life. Mm. So, a little endeavor... A little progress on this path can assure us that we will get another human birth in the next life. That's how the system is designed. That's the arrangement. If you make a little progress on this path, that means you used your human form of life for its intended purpose, to some degree. Therefore, you will get a chance to continue in your next life, in a human body. That's what it means. And if you lose the human form of life, then you've lost the greatest asset. Because in the lower forms of life, the soul has no facility for any kind of spiritual endeavor. So that's why we're saying if you just do this a little bit, yeah. if, if you chant just a little bit, if you, you know, entertain these truths a little bit, you know, that is wonderful. Mm. And just, it's not that we're great musicians or playing some, you know, we're not, but the fact that we're, where uh, we're we're adding the mantras to our music is just making it. I mean, I just after this concert tour, I just see how much in reality that 
awakens people, that enlivens people. They say that and they, you, you see that from the great reality that they're living in. They suddenly come to life again and it can be small signs. It can be, you know, or, but a lot of people just really were so honestly appreciated that and, and were very, very touched by that. And because that's, that's the reality. We as spirit soul need that nourishing, that, that inner, food that love and the mantras really do give us that so yeah exactly yes that's a wonderful tour you guys did that's great yeah very very fortunate mm -hmm. to be to be able to do this <laughs> and when you see what you saw that just gives you more determination exactly like there's something here that I have been given and I can give it to someone else. Yeah. And, and the value of that gift to them is immeasurable. Yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You know? So, yeah, thank you guys for doing that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for making it possible, you know, for teaching, teaching me this, you know, and answering my questions through the years. And <laughs> so, uh, I, I, it's, you know, it's word of mouth, too, you know. I mean, like, those people are going to tell somebody something. Exactly. Yeah. You know, hmm. which makes it so somebody else might be a little more receptive than they would have been otherwise. You know, if somebody recommends you something that you don't know that person, it's like, oh, I don't know. But if a friend recommends it, totally. then it's much more likely that you're going to entertain that idea or accept it or try it or whatever. Yeah. 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 So friends, passing it to friends is the best. Mm. So if you have friends, I think most of us listening have friends, then you can tell your friends. Yeah, mm. please do. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ruben, our time is up. Yeah, chant. Again? Yeah, <laughs> little, little chant. Yeah. Yes, we're going to have our <laughs> chant with our... Mantra Haribo Goranga Haribo Yep. And one thing about these mantras that you know many of us have actually experienced is that they're ever fresh. You don't get tired of them. Mm. You know. So you can say, well, wow, we chanted that last week. Yeah, and the week before and the week before. <laughs> Every other week, <laughs> you know, but if, if you really just think about it, but I like it, it's great, you know, it's, it's ever fresh because it's spiritual, it's not material. Mm. Spirit is ever fresh. That's why the soul is ever fresh, transcendental sound is ever fresh, you know, etc. Okay. Poranga Haribo. Oh, 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 oh,
All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Thank you for watching. And thank you, Alakia, for talking. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Ruben. You're always there looking up the quotes and sharing your experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's what this podcast is about, just sharing what we happen to know and see. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, mm. yeah. Well, see everybody next week. Yes. Thank you, Malkia. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Share the link, subscribe, yeah. support our channel, and thank you very much. And we'll see you soon again. <laughs> Namaste, Haribo. As always, thanks for listening in. Thanks for being here with us. And uh, if you have any questions, write us. Please do and comment, give your reviews, subscribe either on YouTube or your uh, podcast app that you're listening to. And, you know, there are plenty of episodes more you can check out. So, so do that. There's a lot more. And if you'd like to keep uh, stay updated, we have an email list and... We have Patreon, where you can make a little mini donation if you'd like to help our project running. And uh, I hope to, uh, yeah, just hear from you soon. Have a great day and always stay true to yourself and dare to break trail. <laughs>